I mean, the, the logistics of, of this alone are so Herculean. And, and I mean, even, even what we receive in the mail is changing, where now we see, we see such incredibly sensitive um, products shipped. We're talking about people's medications. We're talking about, you know, ballots for elections. We're talking about financial documents. I mean, it is, it, I, I, I know there was a time there, you know, I think in the early 2000s where people were sort of like, well, we don't really need the mail. So much of this is digital. And it's like, well, actually the digital has really bled into the physical world in, in ways that, that any sort of delay in service could have life altering ramifications. Welcome to Stream, a Truck Tractor Trailer.com production. My name is Zach Miller. I'm your host, and I'm honored today to be joined by Greg Reed, who is the Executive Director of the National Star Route Mail Contractors Association, or NSRMCA for short. Greg, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Zach, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, I've wanted to have you on stream for a, a while now, and, and this is really the perfect timing because, you know, your annual conference is in a couple of weeks. It's August 7th to 10th in Sacramento. Yeah, that's right. Uh, NSRMCA holds a few different meetings throughout the year, but our annual conference always occurs in early August, and um, the conference couldn't be better timed. Uh, there are radical transformational changes happening to the way in which the mail moves throughout this country uh, and how you know, private, independent trucking companies and truck drivers participate in the transportation of that mail. This conference is gonna to touch upon a lot of those changes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, I think you, you hit two words in that sentence that really I think should, should get a lot of people's uh, alarm bells going. One is, of course, that it is taking place in, in California, Sacramento, the capital of California. And the other word you said was uh, independent, um, because right now, you know, as, as you and I sit here recording, uh, I believe there are still protests going on at the port of uh, Long Beach, port of Oakland, uh, regarding concerns that independent owner operators have about the uh, AB5 situation. And I have no doubt that that affects your membership greatly. Well, absolutely. So the companies that comprise the Postal Service's Surface Transportation Network want to and do rely upon independent uh, owner operators, uh, sometimes through leased owner operator agreements, sometimes in a sort of subcontractor or independent contractor relationship. And uh, the inability to use those uh, individuals, those small companies, um, to help facilitate the movement of the mail, not only in California, but into and out of California, could actually significantly impact the movement of the mail uh, writ large throughout the country. Um, and so it is unique that this that this conference uh, is happening in California. We couldn't have planned it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was scheduled probably, uh, you know, at the beginning stages of AB5, and unfortunately, we're, we're looking down the barrel of that gun after the Supreme Court declined review just a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, I think that's it. When you have these regulations that tend to have unintended consequences, um, this your membership really is at the forefront of that, because I think there is and this is not 
uh, a regulatory or, or even California thing. I mean, I think this is a national thing. So few Americans, I think, really have an understanding about how the mail really moves and gets to them. Yeah, no, it's absolutely correct. It's something we've taken for granted. It's a uniquely, United States Postal Service is a uniquely American experiment uh, for a country that uniquely experiments in its history um, in terms of, uh, you know, its growth and its ambitions and how it tries to knit together uh, an and engaged and connected uh, society. Um, so, you know, there's a few big statistics I always love to share when talking about the movement of the mail. The first one is that the United States moves 50% of the world's mail. And it's not even just the United States. The United States moves 50% of the world's mail. And then not only does it do that, but the United States Postal Service has an obligation to drop off or pick up mail at 161 million locations Monday through Saturday. There is no comparable transportation network in the country, in the world. There's no comparable mail system, sort of state or governmental mail system in the world. And so it's an incredibly intense, uh, intensive and, and challenging supply chain. And all of it, almost all of it moves actually through private hands. The only part that is really controlled, and even this is not 100% controlled by the Postal Service, is that final mile. Mm -hmm. from that post office to your door. And that's that iconic Postal Service vehicle that you've seen growing up that you see today. But, but longer than that final mile, it's all private companies. It's all uh, of large, and, large uh, and, si and small in size. And they're the ones that actually make sure that the mail um, continues to be delivered to those 161 million locations. It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the logistics of, of this alone are so Herculean. And and I mean, even even what we receive in the mail is changing. Where now we see we see such incredibly sensitive um, products shipped. We're talking about people's medications. We're talking about you know ballots for elections. We're talking about financial documents. I mean, it is. It, I, I know there was a time there, you know, I think in the early 2000s where people were sort of like, well, we don't really need the mail. So much of this is digital. And it's like, well, actually, the digital has really bled into the physical world in, in ways that that any sort of delay in service could have life altering ramifications. Yeah, I don't think you can said it better, Zach. I think it's absolutely correct. I mean, from the very earliest days of this country's history, the mail served an important role to the spread of democracy um, and to the growth of this country. And while we took it for granted for some period of time fairly recently, or maybe even sort of derided the mail as purely marketing and catalogs, the things that maybe clutter our desks and we don't have any value, Today, in part because of the e-commerce resolution, the mail has new significance and perhaps some of its greatest significance it had in decades. And that's because you're right, it's delivering medications, right? It's not just delivering grandma's birthday card. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, it's delivering packages. And those packages we often associate with FedEx, sorry, with Amazon and, and big corporations. But in reality, the small businesses of America rely on that package delivery network. And the Postal Service provides a valuable service in doing that. So it's, it's not just big business and it's, not just, uh, and it's not just gifts, 
you got to think about who's sending them, who's making them, who's putting in the box on the other end. And that's the small businesses of the United States. And so, you know, today, uh, the the, fun, the the well-oiled functioning of the Postal Service is critical um, to the financial success of the country and to the businesses that comprise Main Street. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's have some let, let, let's have a little bit of fun here because you you know you mentioned you mentioned oil. Um, just this week, the post office announced that they're, they're going to increase their uh, their electric vehicles, those iconic vehicles that you mentioned earlier. Um, but again, you know, we go back to the fact that your conference is going to be in California. We know California through uh, CARB sets some of the tightest emissions uh, standards in the country. Um, and, and, you know, that's the template that some other states uh, are going to use as well, you know, less than federal action. So, um I, I imagine that's that's probably the second big topic of conversation at this conference, you know, after the independent contractor situation is, well, what what are the vehicles actually going to look like? And for some of your contractors, I guess it's two part. How are they going to afford it? And then also, is it going to be mandated by the post office in their contract to to get, you know, zero in electric vehicles? Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there, and I'll take it even a step further. It's it's not only can how they afford it, it's, it's can the vehicles run, mm, right? And so yeah. that is like the big issue here that we so often, and we, not you or Isaac, but, you know, generally in society here, we overlook is that whatever the promise of, of uh, alternative fuels and more particularly battery electric might be in the future, they are not a practical application today for much of transportation. Long-haul transportation it, it is, is, is absolutely 100% impossible. And then even shorter-haul transportation is, is, is unlikely. And in that case, it's not only an infrastructure issue, it's a use case. For example, those medium-duty trucks, which might be battery electric powered in the future and conceivably could be battery electric powered today, run 24-7. They run all night long and all day long. There is no time for a long charge. But that's exactly what the technology, that's the only thing the technology uh, enables today is a mm -hmm. long extended charging period. And that's not even thinking about the infrastructure issues. So California is on a crash course with reality when it sits there and it's not just about cleaner emissions. It's not just about alternative fuels. California has staked its turf as electrification or bust. And it is going to be bust because the technology is nowhere near capable and nor will it be for decades um, for these types of uh, transportation needs to be met with, a with battery electric solutions. And yet, um, even though California sets an ultimate goal of, of changing over all these vehicles and, and their use by 2045, give or take, it has a variety of benchmarks along the way. So, if you're running a fully class eight fleet of trucks um, and, and class eight trucks move the mail up and down the West Coast and from the West Coast inland, you know, in the next few years, 5% of your fleet has to be electrified. Mm -hmm. And then in a few years after that, it's 10% and then it's 25%. And nowhere can you move a truck over any long distance of that size on a battery electric solution, right? So it's, it's totally impractical and it's going to have serious consequences because um, it's going to disrupt the ability of these companies that are moving the mail um, to actually move the mail. And then when other states replicate it, and there are many states that will, if California is, able, is allowed to do it, now you have not just a California problem, you have a bi-coastal problem, you have an Illinois problem, and that means a problem for the entire supply chain. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that also when, because I, I agree with you, um, especially with the benchmarks where um, the 2045 goal is probably in line with technology, you know, technological abilities um, and scalabilities. But yeah, it's really that, okay, but 2045 is great, 2025, not so much. And, and that's, that's where we see it. But, but then now we're talking about, okay, so between just general people aging out, some of the regulations coming down, some of the changes in technology that people may not be comfortable with, what does that mean now for some of the your current members? I mean, are they then, are they going to look to make those investments? Are they going to look to sell the business? Are they going to look to sort of when the contract with the Postal Service runs out, not renew it? I mean, I, I think there's a lot up in the air just for your members who contract with the Postal Service. Yeah, Zach, you're 100% correct. And it's all of the above, right? So one of the unique things about postal contracting and, and postal contracting being something that's increasingly uh, more accessible and increasingly involving people who are normally, you know, working in that commercial freight category as they diversify the surface transportation network. One of the unique things is, is that you have dedicated routes and dedicated lanes and a consistent schedule. So there is no, um, so you can actually plan i apologize my, no. my arms are that's good um, it's good to be busy good problems good to, to be have. busy um you can actually plan around getting to the right alternative fuel station so let's say you know you had a sensible policy it didn't say electrification or bust but said you could use you know renewable natural gas or propane auto gas because those routes never change you know exactly if there's going to be a fueling station on your route and that's what starts making alternative fuels affordable. Mm -hmm. So you do have companies making that investment, but then you also have companies who simply cannot, right? It's just, it is still expensive, even while we work to make it more affordable and more accessible. Um, and then of course you have companies that say, well, then I just, if I cannot make that investment and Cal states like California are saying, I must make that investment, then I'm getting out of the business entirely. I'm not gonna move anything else. I'm not gonna move the mail, I'm not gonna move nothing. And herein lies the problem, is that there are no companies really that can come in behind and do that work, right? So it's not a matter of getting a different company to, to run uh, their trucks consistent with California regulations. No company can match that need in any practical way. And the Postal Service, which is independently financed, it is as an independent government agency, it does not get appropriations from the federal government really, it can't afford to pay for that unicorn of a company that is willing to shell out hundreds and hundreds of more thousands of dollars per vehicle or for more vehicles than they need in order to comply with something as irrational as electrification. And this is of course all on the work in, in the lane and on the issue of uh, practicality. We're not even talking about the fact that from well to wheels, battery electric is dirtier than diesel. I mean, so if you actually think about it from an environmental perspective, it doesn't make sense either. It's, it's, you know, fascinating stuff, but it's, you know, we're, we're, we're living through it and, and trying to work these problems, <laughs> uh, you know, as best we can. Um, to that end, um, Greg, someone wants to register for the conference or maybe somebody wants to uh, check out some of these sessions virtually. How would they go about doing that? Yeah, sure. So you can go to the association's new website. We just relaunched it. It's nsrmca.org. And there at the top of that page, you'll see a link for the event. 
Um, it is going to be an exciting event. It has cutting edge alternative fuel uh, panels. It has postal service panels. Uh, it has transportation related panels. And that's really what I, I always like to share with people these days is that for a long time, postal service contracting, postal service transportation, pretty niche industry kind of was an area people weren't aware of. Well, the Postal Service is changing its entire surface transportation network, which means that if you are moving commercial freight today, odds are you might be moving mail tomorrow. So in order to get savvy about what that means and what that looks like and how to be successful, connecting with NSRMCA, coming to our events, coming to the National Convention couldn't be a, a better use of your time. Absolutely. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and thank you for everything that, that you do on behalf of your members and, and you know, moving these vital products across the country. Zach, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. If you guys like the content you see, please subscribe and we'll see you next time on stream. Mm -hmm.